My name is Professor Rachel Bodell, and you're listening to The Bible in a Year, The Story Podcast, where we encounter a living God that is calling us to live a life from, with, and for Him. This podcast is designed to help you listen to the one connected story of the Bible and understand it perhaps just a little bit better by learning from biblical scholars that have helped me. We will read the Bible out loud and explore how the one connected story of the kingdom of God is unfolding and how we fit into that story today. This is day 183, and I'm reading from the NIV version of the Bible, Jeremiah 5 and 6 and Ezekiel 30 through 33. Jeremiah 5, go up and down the streets of Jerusalem, look around and consider, search through her squares. If you can find but one person who deals honestly and seeks the truth, I will forgive this city. Although they say as surely as the Lord lives, still they are swearing falsely. Lord, do not your eyes look for truth? You struck them, but they felt no pain. You crushed them, but they refused correction. They made their faces harder than stone and refused to repent. I thought, these are only the poor. They are foolish, for they do not know the way of the Lord the requirements of their God. So I will go to the leaders and speak to them. Surely they know the way of the Lord, the requirements of their God. But with one accord, they too had broken off the yoke and torn off the bonds. Therefore, a lion from the forest will attack them. A wolf from the desert will ravage them. A leopard will lie in wait near their towns to tear to pieces any who venture out. For their rebellion is great and their backsliding many. Why should I forgive you? Your children have forsaken me and sworn by gods that are not gods. I supplied all their needs, yet they committed adultery and thronged to the houses of prostitutes. They are well-fed, lusty stallions, each neighing for another man's wife. Should I not punish them for this, declares the Lord? Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? Go through her vineyards and ravage them, but do not destroy them completely." Strip off her branches, for these people do not belong to the Lord. The people of Israel and the people of Judah have been utterly unfaithful to me, declares the Lord. They have lied about the Lord. They said, He will do nothing. No harm will come to us. We will never see sword or famine. The prophets are but wind, and the word is not in them. So let what they say be done to them. Therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty says. Because the people have spoken these words, I will make my words in your mouth a fire, and these people the wood it consumes. People of Israel, declares the Lord, I am bringing a distant nation against you, an ancient and enduring nation, a people whose language you do not know, whose speech you do not understand. Their quivers are like an open grave. All of them are mighty warriors. They will devour your harvests and food. Devour your sons and daughters. They will devour your flocks and herds. Devour your vines and fig trees. With the sword, they will destroy the fortified cities in which you trust. Yet even in those days, declares the Lord, I will not destroy you completely. And when the people are asked, why has the Lord our God done all this to us? You will tell them, as you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your own land, so now you will serve foreigners in a land not your own. Announce this to the descendants of Jacob and proclaim it in Judah. Hear this, you foolish and senseless people, who have eyes but do not see, who have ears but do not hear. Should you not fear me, declares the Lord. Should you not tremble in my presence. I made the sand a boundary for the sea, an everlasting barrier it cannot cross. The waves may roll, but they cannot prevail. They may roar, but they cannot cross it. 
But these people have stubborn and rebellious hearts. They have turned aside and gone away. They do not say to themselves, Let us fear the Lord our God, who gives autumn and spring rain its season, who assures us of the regular weeks of harvest. Your wrongdoing have kept these away. Your sins have deprived you of good. Among many people are the wicked, who lie in wait like men who snare birds, and like those who set traps to catch people. Like cages full of birds, their houses are full of deceit. They have become rich and powerful and have grown fat and sleek. Their evil deeds have no limit. They do not seek justice. They do not promote the case of the fatherless. They do not defend the just cause of the poor. Should I not punish them for this, declares the Lord? Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? A horrible and shocking thing has happened in the land. The prophets prophesy lies. The priests rule by their own authority. And my people love it this way. But what will you do in the end? Flee for safety, people of Benjamin. Flee from Jerusalem. Sound the trumpet in Tekoa. Raise the signal over Beth Hakarem. For disasters loom out of the north. Even terrible destruction. I will destroy daughter Zion. So beautiful and delicate, shepherds with their flocks will come against her. They will pitch their tents around her, each tending his own portion. Prepare for battle against her. Arise, let us attack at noon. But alas, the daylight is fading and the shadows of evening grow long. So arise, let us attack at night and destroy her fortresses. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Cut down the trees and build siege ramps against Jerusalem. This city must be punished. It is filled with oppression. As wells pour out its water, so she pours out her wickedness. Violence and destruction resound in her. Her sickness and wounded are ever before me. Take warning, Jerusalem, or I will turn away from you and make your land desolate so no one can live in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Let them glean the remnant of Israel as thoroughly as a vine. Pass your hand over the branches again, like one gathering grapes. To whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? Their ears are closed, so they cannot hear. The word of the Lord is offensive to them. They find no pleasure in it. But I am full of the wrath of the Lord, and I cannot hold it in. Pour it out on the children in the street and on the young men gathered together. Both husband and wife will be caught in it, and the old, those weighed down with years, their houses will be turned over to others, together with their fields and their wives, when I stretch out my hand against those who live in the land, declares the Lord. From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain, prophets and priests alike. All practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. So they will fall among the fallen. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But you said, we will not walk in it. I appointed watchmen over you and said, listen to the sound of the trumpet. But you said, we will not listen. Therefore, hear you nations. You who are witnesses, observe what will happen to them. Hear you earth, I am bringing disaster on these people, the fruit of their schemes because they have not listened to my words and have rejected my law. What do I care about, incense from Shabbat or sweet calamus from a distant land? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable. Your sacrifices do not please me. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will put obstacles before this people. Parents and children alike will stumble over them. Neighbors and friends will perish. 
This is what the Lord says. Look, an army is coming from the land of the north. A great nation is being stirred up from the ends of the earth. They are armed with bow and spear. They are cruel and show no mercy. They sound like the roaring sea as they ride on their horses. They come like men in battle formation to attack you, daughter Zion. We have heard reports about them, and our hands hang limp. Anguish has gripped us, pain like that of a woman in labor. Do not go out of the fields or walk on the roads, for the enemy has a sword, and there is terror on every side. Put on sackcloth, my people, and roll in ashes. Mourn with bitter wailing as for an only son, for suddenly the destroyer will come upon us. I have made you a tester of metals, and my people the ore, that you may observe and test their ways. They are all hardened rebels, going again about in slander. They are bronze and iron. They all act corruptly. The bellows blow fiercely to burn away the lead with fire, but the refining goes on in vain. The wicked are not purged out. They are called rejected silver because the Lord has rejected them. Ezekiel 30. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, wail and say, alas, for that day, for the day is near, the day of the Lord is near, a day of clouds, a time of doom for the nations, a sword will come against Egypt, and anguish will come upon Cush. When the slain fall in Egypt, her wealth will be carried away, and her foundations torn down. Cush and Libya, Lydia and all Arabia, Cub and the people of the covenant land will fall by the sword along with Egypt. This is what the Lord says. The allies of Egypt will fall and her proud strength will fail. From Migdol to Aswan, they will fall by the sword within her, declares the sovereign Lord. They will be desolate among desolate lands and their cities will lie among ruined cities. Then they will know that I am the Lord. When I set fire to Egypt and all her helpers are crushed. On that day, messengers will go out from me in ships to frighten Cush out of her complacency. Anguish will take hold of them on the day of Egypt's doom, for it is sure to come. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I will put an end to the hordes of Egypt by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He and his army, the most ruthless of nations, will be brought in to destroy the land. They will draw their swords against Egypt and fill the land with the slain. I will dry up the waters of the Nile and sell the land to an evil nation. By the hand of foreigners, I will lay waste the land and everything in it. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I will destroy the idols and put an end to the images in Memphis. No longer will there be a prince in Egypt, and I will spread fear throughout the land. I will lay waste Upper Egypt set fire to Zoan and inflict punishment on Thebes. I will pour out my wrath on Pelusium, the stronghold of Egypt, and wipe out the hordes of Thebes. I will set fire to Egypt. Pelusium will writhe in agony. Thebes will be taken by storm. Memphis will be a constant distress. The young men of Heliopolis and Babastis will fall by the sword, and the cities themselves will go into captivity. Dark will be the day at Tephanes when I break the yoke of Egypt. There, her proud strength will come to an end. She will be covered with clouds, and her villages will go into captivity. So I will inflict punishment on Egypt, and they will know that I am the Lord. In the eleventh year, in the fourth month, on the seventh day, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, I have broken the arm of the Pharaoh king of Egypt. It has not been bound up to heal or put in a splint so that it may become strong enough to hold a sword. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against Pharaoh, king of Egypt. I will break both his arms, the good arm as well as the broken one, and make the sword fall from his hand. 
I will disperse the Egyptians among the nations and scatter them through the countries. I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon and put my sword in his hand, but I will break the arms of Pharaoh and he will groan before him like a mortally wounded man. I will strengthen the king, the arms of the kings of Babylon, but the arms of Pharaoh will fall limp. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I put my sword into the hand of the king of Babylon and he brandishes it against Egypt. I will disperse the Egyptians among the nations and scatter them through the countries. Then they will know that I am the Lord. In the eleventh year in the third month, on the third day, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his hordes, who can be compared with you in majesty? Consider Assyria, once a cedar in Lebanon, with beautiful branches overshadowing the forest. It towered on high, its top above the thick foliage. The waters nourished it, deep springs made it grow tall. Their streams flowed all around its base and sent their channels to all the trees of the field. So it towered higher than all the trees of the field. Its bows increased and its branches grew long, spreading because of abundant waters. All the birds of the sky nested in its bows. All the animals of the wild gave birth under its branches. All the great nations live in its shade. It was majestic in beauty. With its spreading bows, for its roots went down to abundant waters. The cedars in the garden of God could not rival it, nor could the junipers equal its bows, nor could the plane tree compare with its branches. No tree in the garden of God could match its beauty. I made it beautiful with abundant branches, the envy of all the trees of Eden in the garden of God. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Because the great cedar towered over thick foliage and because it was proud of its height, I gave it into the hands of the ruler of the nations for him to deal with according to its wickedness. I cast it aside, and the most ruthless of foreign nations cut it down and left it. Its bows fell on the mountains and in all the valleys. Its branches lay broken in all the ravines of the land. All the nations of the earth came out from under its shade and left it. All the birds settled on the fallen tree, and all the wild animals lived among its branches. Therefore, no other trees by the water are ever to tower proudly on high, lifting their tops above the thick foliage. No other trees so well watered are ever to reach such height. They are all destined for death for the earth below among mortals who go down to the realm of the dead. This is what the sovereign Lord says. On the day it was brought down to the realm of the dead, I covered the deep springs with the morning for it. I held back its streams and its abundant waters were restrained. Because of it, I clothed Lebanon with gloom and all the trees of the field withered away. I made the nations tremble at the sound of its fall when I brought it down to the realm of the dead to be with those who go down to the pit. Then all the trees of Eden, the choicest and best of Lebanon, the well-watered trees were consoled in the earth below. They too, like the great cedar, had gone down to the realm of the dead, to those killed by the sword along with the armed men who lived in its shade among the nations. Which of the trees of Eden can be compared with you in splendor and majesty? Yet you too will be brought down with the trees of Eden to the earth below. You will lie among the uncircumcised with those killed by the sword." This is Pharaoh and all his hordes, declared the sovereign Lord. In the twelfth year, in the twelfth month, on the first day, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, take up lament concerning Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and say to him, You are like a lion among the nations. You are like a monster in the seas, thrashing about in your streams, churning the water with your feet and muddying the streams. This is what the sovereign Lord says. With a great throng of people, I will cast my net over you and they will haul you up in my net. I will throw you on the land and hurl you on the open field. I will let all the birds of the sky settle on you and all the animals of the wild gorge themselves on you. 
I will spread your flesh on the mountains and fill the valleys with your remains. I will drench the land with your flowing blood and all the way to the mountain and the ravines will be filled with your flesh. When I snuff you out, I will cover the heavens and darken their stars. I will cover the sun with a cloud and the moon will not give its light. All the shining lights in the heaven I will darken over you. I will bring darkness over your land, declaring the sovereign Lord. I will bring trouble to the hearts of many peoples when I bring about your destruction among the nations. Among lands you have not known, I will cause many peoples to be appalled at you, and their kings will shudder with horror because of you when I brandish my sword before them. On the day of your downfall, each of them will tremble every moment for his life. For this is what the sovereign Lord says, the sword of the king of Babylon will come against you. I will cause your hordes to fall by the sword of mighty men. The most ruthless of all nations, they will shatter the pride of Egypt, and all her hordes will be overthrown. I will destroy all her cattle from beside abundant water, no longer to be stirred by the foot of man or muddied by the hooves of cattle. Then I will let her waters settle and make her streams flow like oil, declares the sovereign Lord. When I make Egypt desolate and strip the land of everything in it, when I strike down all who live there, then they will know that I am the Lord. This is the lament they will chant for her. The daughters of the nations will chant it. For Egypt and all her hordes, they will chant it, declares the Lord. In the twelfth year, on the fifth day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, wail for the hordes of Egypt and consign to the earth below both her and the daughters of mighty nations, along those who go down to the pit. Say to them, Are you more favored than others? Go down and be laid among the uncircumcised. They will fall among those killed by the sword. The sword is drawn. Let her be dragged off with all her hordes, from which the realm of the dead, the mighty leaders, will save Egypt and her allies." They have come down and they lie with the uncircumcised, with those killed by the sword. Assyria is there with her whole army. She is surrendered by the grave of all her slain, all who have fallen by the sword. Their graves are in the depths of the pit and her army lies around her grave. All who have spread terror in the land of the living are slain, fallen by the sword. Alam is there with all her hordes around her grave. All of them are slain, fallen by the sword. All who have spread terror in the land of the living went down uncircumcised to the earth below. They bear their shame with those who go down to the pit. A bed is made for her among the slain with all her hordes around her grave. All of them are uncircumcised, killed by the sword. Because their terror had spread in the land of the living, they bear their shame with those who go down to the pit. They are laid among the slain. Meshach and Tabul are there with all their hordes around their graves. All of them are uncircumcised, killed by the sword because they spread their terror in the land of the living. But they do not lie with the fallen warriors of old, who went down to the realm of the dead with their weapons of war, their swords placed under their heads and their shields resting on their bones, though these warriors also had terrorized the land of the living. You too, Pharaoh, will be broken and will lie among the uncircumcised with those killed by the sword. Edom is there, her kings and all her princes. Despite their power, they are laid with those killed by the sword. They lie with the uncircumcised, with those who go down to the pit. All the princes of the north and all the Sidonians are there. They went down with the slain in disgrace. Despite the terror caused by their power, they lie uncircumcised with those killed by the sword and bear their shame with those who go down to the pit. Pharaoh, he and all his army, will see them and he will be consoled for all his hordes. They were killed by the sword, declares the sovereign Lord. Although I had him spread terror in the land of the living, Pharaoh and all his hordes will be laid among the uncircumcised. With those killed by the sword, declares the sovereign Lord.
The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, speak to your people and say to them, when I bring the sword against a land and these people of the land, choose one of their men and make him their watchman. And he sees the sword coming against the land and blows the trumpet to warn the people. Then if anyone hears the trumpet, but does not heed the warning and the sword comes and takes their life, their blood will be on their own head. Since they heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not heed the warning, their blood will be on their own head. If they have heeded the warning, they would have saved themselves. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people and the sword comes and takes someone's life, that people's life will be taken because of their sin. But I will hold the watchman accountable for their blood. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you are wicked and you will surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade them from their ways, that wicked person will die for their sin, and I hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do not warn the wicked person to turn from their ways, and they do not do so, they will die for their sin, though you yourself will be saved. Son of man, say to the Israelites, this is what you are saying. Our offenses and sins weigh us down, and we are wasting away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their way and live. Turn, turn from my evil ways. Why will you die, people of Israel? Therefore, son of man, say to your people, if someone who is righteous disobeys, that person's former righteousness will count for nothing. And if someone who is wicked repents, that person's former wickedness will not bring condemnation. The righteous person who sins will not be allowed to live even though they were formerly righteous. If I tell a righteous person that they will surely live, but then they trust in their righteousness and do evil, none of the righteous things that person has done will be remembered. They will die for the evil they have done. And if I say to a wicked person, you will surely die, but then they turn away from their sin and do what is just and right, if they give back what they took and pledge for a loan, return what they have stolen, follow the decrees that give life and do not do evil, that person will surely live. They will not die. None of the sins that person has committed will be remembered against them. They have done what is just and right. They will surely live. Yet your people say, the way of the Lord is not just, but it is their way that is not just. If a righteous person turns from their righteousness and does evil, they will die for it. And if a wicked person turns away from their wickedness and does what is just and right, they will live by doing so. Yet you Israelites say, the way of the Lord is not just, but I will judge each of you according to your own ways. In the twelfth year of our exile, in the tenth month on the fifth day, a man who had escaped from Jerusalem came to me and said, the city has fallen. Now the evening before the man arrived, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he opened my mouth before the man came to me in the morning. So my mouth was opened, and I was no longer silent. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, the people live in those ruins in the land of Israel. And they're saying, Abraham was only one man, yet he possessed the land. But we are many. Surely the land has been given to us as our possession. Therefore say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, since you eat meat with the blood still in it and look to your idols and shed blood, should you then possess the land? You rely on your sword and you do detestable things and each of you defiles his neighbor's wife. Should you then possess the land? Say this to them. This is what the sovereign Lord says. As surely as I live, those who are left in the ruins will fall by the sword. Those out in the country I will give to the wild animals to be devoured. And those in strongholds and caves will die of a plague. I will make the land a desolate waste, and her proud strength will come to an end. And the mountains of Israel will become desolate so that no one will cross them. Then they will know that I am the Lord, when I have made the land a desolate waste because of all the detestable things they have done. 
As for you, son of man, your people are talking together about you by the walls and at the door of the houses, saying to each other, come and hear the message that has come from the Lord. My people come to you as they usually do and sit before you to hear your words, but they do not put them into practice. Their mouths speak of love, but their hearts are greedy for unjust gain. Indeed, to them you are nothing more than one who sings love songs with a beautiful voice and plays an instrument well, for they hear your words, but do not put them into practice. When all this comes true, and it surely will, then they will know that a prophet has been among them. This story reminds me of the conversation Abraham had with God about Sodom and Gomorrah. If just one person can be found who deals honestly and speaks the truth, he's willing to save Jerusalem. And in that story with Abraham, he was willing to save Sodom and Gomorrah. There is a falsehood, not only of the people and their practice of worship to God that's a problem here, but also of their leaders. We read about how God is holding accountable these leaders if they do not tell the story and remind the people of God's story, His mission, His ways, His laws. The northern and southern kingdom are being accused of idolatry, oppression, terrible leadership. And remember, the southern kingdom is being called out for half following, not wholeheartedly following God, which kind of sounds, he emphasizes this was just really wrong, right? But swearing that they are following God, while they not only sort of not follow him, follow him, but they're also worshiping other gods at the same time. So there's these layers of mix and problems here that make it really confusing and problematic. And God has designed what I would call a type of poetic justice in Jeremiah 5, verse 18, where God's message to the people was, As you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your own land, so now you will serve foreigners in a land not your own. And then in Ezekiel, we're also reminded through the story of the watchman, God brought the watchman. And remember in Hebrew, the watchman is the prophet. So God gave the people a messenger to warn them but they did not heed the message, the warnings. So death is inevitable. Whereas if they listened to the warnings and heeded them and responded with Shema, they will live. In our world, in a way, we might call this common sense. If someone says stop to help you avoid oncoming traffic you couldn't see, it makes sense to stop. But if we don't heed the warning, harm and death are the logical outcome. When we read Jeremiah giving God's words, to flee from this type of evil and to stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths. Another way for me of saying, remember who God is and the story, the rescue mission we're on with him for he is bringing redemption and restoration. His design hasn't changed. His desire hasn't changed. He wants us to be a kingdom of priests. And the people are being reminded to ask where the good way is and walk in it. And that is where they will find rest for their souls, for our souls. We also read, the people will not. They will walk away. Their heart is stone. Ah, oh, so we definitely know there is a need for the heart surgery we've talked about in the past. This is just tragic. And repeated twice in this story today is the statement, do not destroy them completely. This speaks to the remnant. Remember, the remnant are the few people God will preserve in this story to carry forward his rescue mission and the covenant, and they were not saved on their merit, but God's grace. This is all a testament to how amazing He is. And we also probably noticed there was a lot of what God created language and also decreation. Like if you walk out of His hand and back into the nothingness, 
that's what happens. It turns into nothingness, which is essentially not life. It's not light. It's not land. And there are a number of different stories and ways to convey these themes in Jeremiah and Ezekiel. If and when the northern and southern kingdom, the prophets and priests, when we do not, when they do not follow God at all or fully, and when we don't take responsibility and leadership and claim his name, like we're bearing his name without repentance and obedience to his will and ways, there is a very, in all capitals, big problem. And God will, saying it here, hold us accountable. There are also hints of not only human sin in this story, but of a fallen heavenly creature in this story. Did you notice some of the language that hyperlinks back to Genesis? Dr. Mackey and John Collins' insights have helped me kind of pick up on some of that. And we'll talk a lot more about that tomorrow. Pray for me, I'm praying for you. My prayer is this, found in Philippians 1, 9 through 11, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. What is this fruit? It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Galatians 5, 22 through 24. See you tomorrow.